Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. Are you ready? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Hey, Ministry, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ Anthony Jordan. How you doing? Just felt very um, a tag team we don't mention anymore. <laughs> Double V, the Viceroy, very similitude. Me too, Nico Luro. Shout out to my Nicoholics. Can I just say, uh, not that anyone would know this apart from me because we haven't gone visual yet. Thank you, Open Reach. Um, this is the first week of 2021 where he is Son's mask. <laughs> there is a reason for this. There is a reason for this. The hair. She not clean, and I don't okay. want to be putting dirty hair in my Ray Ray masks. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it's it's the way it goes. Funny enough, I, I, I had... break out the next color today. Hey, hey. Next week. Do you know what? I'll see them, and when the internet decides to be the internet correctly, trust me, guys. There is some post production in this stuff, even though we tried to be unedited. Um, yeah. The visuals will be there, so I can't wait for the, the rest of the ministry to be able to <laughs> to follow the Ray Ray journey. It's, it's one to be seen. Right, okay, here we go. Indeed, indeed. Let's hit the topics that we have this week. Undertaker shoots on WWE. Mark Henry shoots on Ryback. Sting confirmed for Street Fight at AEW Revolution. Why WWE has no plans for WrestleMania 36. Adam Pierce addresses Royal Rumble logic gap. Matt Hardy and Tony Khan invade Impact Wrestling. And just a small note, you know what, I'll just touch on it now. Just to say the ministry called it, just in case we did. This is a bit of a Meltzer moment. The Big Show may have retired because his social medias now say Paul White as opposed to Big Show. Not that we believe we're going to see him in AEW, but maybe the big man has finally hung up his boots. So if that is the case, Paul White, a.k.a. the Giant, a.k.a. the Big Show, thank you for the memories. Proceed. <laughs> I mean, I'd very much like, I, I hope they haven't done a Christian on him here. Oh, it's a weird one, isn't it? But do you know, I also get this feeling, and you know, we we all we all laugh at the man whose topic we're going to touch on shortly. Undertaker is the one who didn't know when to walk away. But let's be honest, Ric Flair, Mick Foley have all said they retired and then turned up on Impact Wrestling the next night. You know, um, it, it's one of those ones that guys will say they're retired, but you don't officially give them the goodbye ceremony until you're officially confirmed. So even if he's like, "No, I mean it," look, even my Twitter handle says Paul White. It's like, okay. Hey, fancy being in the Rumble? I'll be there. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It, it, it's just uh, he never won the Rumble Big Show, did he? Mm, uh, officially. Unteknicality. Yeah, yeah. His name's not there, right? Yeah, this is it. On, on technicality, he won 21 years ago. Flipping heck. <laughs> 21 years ago at Royal Rumble 2000, the Rock's feet did touch the ground and he went on a big crusade to prove that he did not leave the ring first. 
that was a way of trying to get that out correctly. Yeah. And he had to find video footage and XYZ. And yes, The Rock did cheat. The Rock won that rumble unofficially. But yeah, officially on paper, I do believe it does say The Rock as opposed to The Big Show won that rumble. Then he went on that. Uh, that was kind of when Maya Villa became The Rock, wasn't it? No, 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 no. He was deep in rock at that time. He was deep in as The Rock at that time. This was this was all face rock. Like he'd already left. Come again? How many rumbles has The Rock won? Oh, now you put me on the spot. Why do I believe he's done it twice? I think so too. Yes. Yes. Now, in my knowledge, was WrestleMania Royal Rumble 2000, which led to WrestleMania 2000, which was the Fatal Four Way with him, Triple H, Mankind, and The Big Show. And then a couple of years later, leading in... No, hold on. Leading into WrestleMania 17, was it... Aust- it was Austin that won it, wasn't it? Yeah. So then no, take it back. No, no, Austin was the champ in Mania 17, wasn't it? Why am I blanking? This is absolutely terrible. Um, ooh. My God, there are people shouting at us at the moment. Yeah, literally. Like, you fucking idiot hosting well, a podcast. I think Rock only won it once. I think Rock has only won it once. That is embarrassing. Yeah, I think... Yeah, he was the champ. He was the champ heading into thing. Austin was or Rock was? Rock was because that's the same rumble. And I'll tell you how I remember this because this is the same rumble. I'm sure. I am very sure. Oh, flip me. But then there's WrestleMania 19. WrestleMania X7 is where the Attitude Era finally died. Yeah. And I'm thinking that rumble is the one that Austin won where like, I always remember feeling ever so sorry for Scotty Too Hotty because Undertaker and Kane kind of had that stare of, let's work together. They cleared the ring and Scotty Too Hotty was the next <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah. that well. Yeah, and I'm sure that was leading up to 17. As well as being the only man to win the Royal Rumble three times. Why do I get... No, I said The Rock, you idiot. Oh. How many Royal Rumbles did The Rock have? Despite only appearing in six events, The Rock's mate... Oh, God. All right, we'll, we'll confirm later. I, I can't waste it. I can't vamp any further, but... Yeah, Big Show, officially, which was the question, has never won the Royal Rumble. The big yeah. guys often don't get the credit they're due in the Rumbles. Kane out being the standout for me. Well, do you know what? It's, it's weird, because Kane, I think... If had it not been for Roman and the fact that they wanted to prove something, I mean, Kane still has overall most eliminations. Yeah, Roman. I mean, that time that Kane first came in, that it was like he didn't need to win the Rumble. He just needed. He proved dominance by just throwing out the the most five and eliminate something like thirteen people. Yeah, yeah, it was mad, insane. And I think that if I'm not mistaken, I think that same Rumble he eliminated himself because they were playing the psychotic Kane at the time, and he then eliminated like himself because the they wanted to put him in a straitjacket and stuff like that, and he like kicked the shit out of all the wardens, and it was weird. But yeah, WWE shit house. (laughs) <laughs> there you are um, again I'm still looking it looks like it was only 2000 so I'm going back to my point I think it was that one yeah you know <laughs> I could be wrong scary? do you know what's really fucking scary this mm-hmm. is for me personally it won't apply for you so much SummerSlam 2000 my first ever pay-per-view for WWE <laughs> The anniversary is coming up, man. Like, holy bro, shit. Yeah, bro. I was in 21 years, isn't it? Do you know, do you know, it's funny, yeah, because one of the things we didn't do and TLC, it, can you imagine? Bro, but listen, listen. TLC was 21 years ago. 
like the Monday Night Wars last year was 25 years old. The start of that. So, you know, even this, like we're talking TLC and SummerSlam, that's 21 years ago. And again, you, you think of it. I mean, we all say it like he's not the Jeff that we used to know, but it's like, I remember the young, it sounds like a joke here, the young buck Jeff Hardy. You know, I remember that beautiful swanton, these guys, the young upstarts, the youngest ever intercontinental champion and all, all of that. And to think that he's now putting people under his learning tree. Like, it's like, what? The <laughs> intercontinental champion. Let me raise you that. Because again, we're coming up for, you know, ni- granted it's a 19 year anniversary, but one of the greatest pay-per-views ever. It's still not as good as SummerSlam 2000, in my opinion, but SummerSlam 2002. Yeah. Yeah. When Brock, yeah. When Brock beat The Rock and became the youngest ever Universal Champion ever. Not, oh, I still remember that one. Do you remember how big he was? He was huge. He was huge. And I remember, I always remember this one. That it was like, no, he's not ready. Nah, uh, you know, he's, he's taking out all the ECW guys for Paul Heyman. Da, 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 da. But oh, now, now he's going to get a challenge, and it's Rock. Uh, Rock gave the promo. Rock just took the beating and vanished. It was like, wow. Rock took the beating and vanished to Hollywood amidst boos. Jesus, the yeah. fucking crowd were booing him. But, but do you know what it was? Here we go, guys. This is memory lane for anyone who can join us and a lesson for those of you long enough to not know what we're talking about. Those days, it was Rock would come. He'd done the mummy return. He vanished. He'd done the pacifier. Um, the game plan? was he? Pacifier was Vin, wasn't it? Two fairy. Done the two fairy, came, vanished. And we, and we started to cotton on. We were like, no, screw you. You were making box office hits just by showing your face to us. And we, yeah. we flock. <laughs> we flocked to cinemas. We flocked to DVD sales. And it was like, come on, dude. No, no. Give, give us more than two matches. But, you know, Hill Rock as well is one of my favorite versions he of the rock. He wasn't yet by this point. No, no, no. But when it came and he was Hollywood rock and he had those oh, moments with the Hurricane. And, you know, he'd bring out his guitar. And I remember, you know, one of the lines, some people be like, well, how do you remember that one out of all things? But it was like, rock concert two, baby. And he's there with these levers and he's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just remember when he got out in front of a Toronto crowd and said, the maple leaves suck. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Bro, that's like going to Highbury and saying Arsenal sucks. That's like going to Stamford Bridge and saying Chelsea sucks. You will be killed. I know, I know. And I just remember that entrance that was like, the, it was just the, the helicopter over yeah. over LA. It's cooking. So <laughs> Loved good. it, loved it. Big up, Dwayne. So anyway, Paul, if it is a goodbye, we hope to see a good goodbye come to you. But hey, whatever happens, as you said, we don't want to see a Christian. Thank you. Right. Let's talk on to the elements of retirement. <laughs> and this is something you wouldn't have heard of The Undertaker in an interview. And furthermore, you wouldn't have heard The Undertaker shoot on WWE. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. The Undertaker. Coming in? It wasn't The Undertaker. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at Body.com. That's B O D I.com. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. 
Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com. It was Mark. Of course it's Mark. But hey, I'm, re- I'm reading the notes that someone sent to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this, this was Mark talking because, hey, the dead man is officially resting in pieces. We're led to believe. So good old Mark Calloway, a.k.a. or FKA, formerly known as The Undertaker, shoots on WWE during a Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I haven't watched it as yet. I've been on a major catch-up at the moment. Very good. I mean, I've heard the main line. I believe Joe Rogan is not everyone's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Because he's not in the wrestling world, that actually made this interview work. Because he asked the questions, which I think a lot of people would not only be afraid to ask a wrestler, but be afraid to ask someone as legendary as The Undertaker. And he didn't I, shy away. And what I have to give Mark credit for is that he gave him flat-out answers. He was he was very direct. You know, Rogan was asking him about steroids, about police arrests. He was asking him about bullying in the background among superstars. Mark literally just spilled the beans. Um, but obviously, the line that's got everyone talking, AJ, go for it. I know you've heard it. So I, I haven't had the, 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 I haven't got the full sentence, but I know it's something along the line of he finds it difficult to watch the product. WWE's too soft. He knows it's going to piss some people off, but he's going to say it. Basically, um, yeah. just to say though, one thing. I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but Rogan does have a good relationship. He's done a few WWE pre-shows, but I, I, I like the fact he's that he's not a wrestling guy. You no, it's not a wrestling guy. I'm saying it. He's under there. He's fucking UFC and then Fear Factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's some, he, I mean, he's somewhat contracted with them. But what I like is that it was, you know, it, it was hands off and it gave everyone the answers that they're looking for. Because this is essentially what we're looking for. Yeah. But yeah, now going back to that statement, it, it, he'd be an idiot to not say it. We, you know, one of the toughest guys in the business one of the ring generals you know no, no offense walter i know that's your your I'd statement there, the ring general to be honest coming in i'd say probably the ring general exactly you, the top guys the, the top man's guy as far as being you know the general in the locker room as far as you know being the voice of reason he was that guy exactly judge jury and executioner he was indeed and you know for him to just be like well i love the product everyone would be like no you're chatting shit like it, it would have been better to be the undertaker forever and not do interviews than come out and lie because we know what a straight shooter the undertaker is meant to be well, who mark oh, calloway yeah. is. I mean, he got but... into trouble with it with fans recently didn't he people don't like the undertaker now because he dissed computer games it's like <laughs> guys He's a 60. He's, he's getting on for 60. Man's allowed to not like what he doesn't like, yeah? He's an outdoor guy. He likes shooting, fishing, and bikes. Why would he <laughs> like video games? That's what like, he's mean. The Undertaker, RIP to the dead man. Cancel the Undertaker. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. He's been <laughs> wrestling since he was in his mid-20s. Give the man a fucking break. I saw this meme. For 30 years. I saw this meme the other day. This morning, actually, and it said... It was like the look of shock people have when they realize that The Undertaker has the views of a 55-year-old Texan man. And it was like, what do you want? <laughs> it is who he is. Like, everything I, like else like, is- I like guns. I like fishing. I like hunting. You know? It's like, yeah, yeah I, I get that. 
it is. I mean, I know there is a slight cancel culture because during the whole um, Dead Man documentary that WWE had, he did have the Blue Lives Matter t-shirt on. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I get that one, but yeah. Again, but apart from that, that part of the world. It, 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 yeah. Don't want to generalize, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, for storming the capital, but carrying Confederate flags. Now, the Confederacy was the Southern states. I'm not saying everyone from the Southern state is a white supremacist or a Confederate. I'm not even saying the Undertaker is. I'm just saying there's a history. But, but you know, even for this, let's be honest, and it's not one of those kind of cases of, oh, my best friend's black, so I can't be racist. And I'm not quoting you on that. No, I'm not talking about you at all here. But, you know, it's a known fact. The Undertaker's best friend is Charles Wright, a.k.a. The Godfather, a.k.a. Papa Shango. Like, these guys have climbed the ranks. I don't believe by any means, like, The Undertaker and Mark Henry have an awesome relationship. I don't believe he's a racist. There are just certain political views that match where he was brought up. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not hating on the dead man by any means. But yes, going back the to the thing. that needs to be cancelled is cancel culture. That's, I'm, with I, agree. Take, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's I agree. getting toxic. Like, okay, weird fucking tangent here, but it's relating to cancel culture. So there's this reporter called, I'm going to throw him under the bus here because I think he's a twat, called Benjamin Butterworth. Didn't we have a guy of that same name in um... Rushmore? No. Bear with me one second. You're thinking of Benedict Butterworth. Oh, yeah, there we are. (laughs) Yeah, I I just want to say we had one at school with Ben. I knew it was Ben. I didn't know if it was Benedict or Benjamin, but yeah, continue. Mm, No, so Benjamin Butterworth is a prat. He was part of the the raucous group of you know, cancel J.K. Rowling and R.I.P. J.K. Rowling. Now I remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, he was on the Piers Morgan show. Good morning, Britain. <laughs> Piers and Susanna. Sorry, sorry, Susanna. <laughs> um, love you. <laughs> um, Piers Morgan laid it out for him brilliantly. He says, have you read the book? He says, no. He says, do you know that because the whole thing was that J.K. Rowling is misrepresenting transgender people who don't get enough representation in literature and in media and in entertainment. And to represent them as a murderer is wrong. Now, at face value, there's a lot in that statement that I agree with. It ticks all the boxes. Kind of. Do transgender people get enough representation? Hell no. Tick. Hell no. There's, 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 that's not even a fucking debate. Should they get more representation? Most definitely. Indeed. Agreed. Here's where the argument falls apart. She didn't write a transgender character. She wrote a transvestite character. <laughs> Big difference. Big. And considering the guy's openly gay and openly pro-LGBT and, uh, and literally, you know, you and me are pro-LGBT. This guy doesn't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> It's like, you, I've looked on his Twitter handle, it just says gay. And it's like, really, that's what defines you? Seriously? Not the fact that you're a reporter, well-educated, have friends and family around you. Your sexuality is what defines you. I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. 
I am not defined by the fact that I'm a white man. I'm not defined by the fact that I'm a straight man. I'm defined by the relationships I have around me with the people like yourself, like Anya, like my family, like the things I've done with my life. I don't go around going straight. But this is the thing that I hate about these kind of pretentious woken warriors, yeah? Yes. Yes. You do this, you know, because you can be woke. I'm not against being woke. Pretentious woke pisses me off because now oh, this is where we're on a case of gay now if i'm gonna say like you are my inspiration ben i'm gonna follow you but i'm not gay so i'm gonna do the same as ben and i put straight the same guy who's inspired me is now gonna be like how dare you does that mean you're but, but, but that's what you just done yeah like exactly. you know exactly. let, let's let's work on everyone the, the whole thing of this new generation is to treat everyone equally. So let's not do something that then ostracizes you. As you said, how is that your calling card? Gay is not a profession. It's and an it's orientation. Not, it's not an identity. Exactly. It's an orientation. It's just also, how it's you... not a fucking choice. Well, there you are. Yet you're choosing to defi- let that define you. That, I, I, the whole thing's fucking weird. But anyway, Piers Morgan very rightfully said, so you haven't read the book. You are aware that the character in this book is not transgender. It's a transvestite. It's a murderer who dresses up as the opposite sex in order to fool people. Which, when you break it down, also makes sense. If you wanted to fucking hide yourself doing a murder, you would maybe dress up, you know, as someone else. Put on a fucking, you know, wig. Put on a fake nurse. Hey, how you doing, see? You know, I don't (laughs) fucking know. Dress up as the opposite gender if you can get away with it. Shay, fucking get rid of your, I don't know. I get, I get what you're saying. I'm getting you know what, what you're saying. saying. Dress up as the Same way he's a- Actually, do you know what? In the grand scheme of being a murderer, not the worst plan. So what Pierce says is, so let me get this straight. You're wanting to cancel a published author for lack of representation or misrepresentation of a gender which doesn't even feature in the book. Have you lost your mind? Yeah. Loser. Loser. No respect over here. <laughs> Because the buzzword, you see how I've repackaged this. I've said, cancel an author for misrepresenting transgender, but who doesn't feature transgender. Now, if I was to put that out to the Twitterverse, people would be on my side. However, if I add the word JK Rowling in there, because it's the hot topic buzzword, then people will be against me. Yeah, it's sad. You see how fucked up that is? If you bring the facts down to people, they'll agree with you. But the moment you throw a fucking something, how the fuck J.K. Rowling's become taboo is beyond me. But you throw a taboo name in there and it's like, oh, now we have to be against it. It's like, no, no, stop. Use your brain. Think. Are you you really on board with this line of thought? Do you know know the problem with a lot of this world, the, the cancel culture warriors that are out there? Cancel, cancel culture. They, they they hear the news, they don't read the facts. Yes. And they just hear a word that they latch onto like a fucking symbiotic power. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. 
Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're a body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. Parasite. Hashtag we are venom. <laughs> Literal venom. Literal poison. Fucking venom. Anyway, we are going on 20 minutes in and we've hardly talked about wrestling news. We've talked about JK Rowling and gone on a weird big show tangent. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Ministry of Wrestling. Let's talk wrestling news. No, but going back to it, I mean, we did say it. Ring General, that is the t- the Undertaker. He had to sh- shoot straight, which is what he is. He's a straight shooter. And one one element of hope that I do have is that I do know he wants to spend a lot of time, and I believe he has been spending a lot of time, don't quote me on it, in Florida. He has been doing his NXT shift. And I mean, that's why the product is what it is. You know, whereas on the other show, the, that that main TV station of the... the um the regular Roar and Smackdown. There is a touch of it need. But then again, you know, we we will we will agree with Taker because we like Taker have please don't get this wrong people, especially when we just talk cancel culture. We have some old school views. I don't know. No, no, do you get what I'm saying? There are certain things that we're looking for where we're like, it needs to be edgier. But then we we're also the first ones to, you know, I've seen some stuff and I've been like those brown panty matches were bad. Like they, well, do you, you know? It's funny you say that because just on this topic, there's one thing he said in the interview, which in relation to this, and he's saying that they're, they're not, you know, pushing the young guys enough. It always seems to be the same guys and they're just plateauing at the top. The younger guys aren't getting a chance. Now, when he said that, I was like, oh, Mark. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> because I can... <laughs> let, 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 let's let, let's let's pick a name out the hat. Let's pick a random. Actually, do you know what we were talking? Was it on air or off air? We were talking about SummerSlam 2002. I think just before we hit record. No, I think we pressed it here. It was here because we were talking. Yeah. So I remember this, and, and it really stays with me. SummerSlam 2002 was also a time for a Canadian group called the Un-Americans. Indeed, Undertaker had a match against Test. He didn't just bury Test. He buried the whole of the Un-Americans. Because Test got fucked. Then Christian and Lance Storm came out and he proceeded to bitch slap them with the Stars and Stripes as well. So it's like, and that's just one instance. You can pick many in this career. What you're saying is correct. You're still a hypocrite. Do as I say, not as I do. But let's be honest, Let's be honest, though, and let's call, let's, you know, like, yes, that's that. But, you know, there's culture, cancel culture. Another one is bury culture. In wrestling, the minute someone eats a pin, we're like, oh, my God, they've buried them. Now, do you remember the famous line? Coming in? Which is, of course, bullshit. Yeah, but do you remember the famous line from The Undertaker? And it's true, right? There's not a truer word. Mess with me and I'll make you famous. Jeff Hardy never won that ladder match, but he will take you to that limit. Just being in the ring with Taker, like even go to AEW, Cody will talk about that moment of hitting the Undertaker at a Rumble. Look for it, right? I'll briefly touch the story. He hit under, like he saw the chance and he ran and jumped and he hit the Undertaker in the back. 
Taker turns around and he's like, oh shit, this wasn't meant to be it. But Taker's like flicked his hair and Taker's given him the chance to like low blow him in the middle of the ring, like give him that moment to elevate. Now, did Taker, did Cody Rhodes last longer than The Undertaker? No. But the fact that he got that moment, like you don't have to beat The Undertaker to be famous. (laughs) Just being in that ring with him. So that's what he does. wrecked Jeff Hardy. But he also made Jeff Hardy as a singles competitor. Bro, left, right, and center. It's just the fact that Jeff Hardy, when the Taker retirement came out, still yeah. mentions it. It's like, thank you. Like, bro, people felt sorry for you after that match. But it, it had I people. Remember, it was just a Monday Night Raw episode. But that yeah. Taker, I'm still <laughs> standing. It's like, Jeff, shut up. <laughs> and it's that moment. And it, you know. And again, but this is what you need is right now, Roman Reigns has got that element because you need that kind of devilish heel that makes you go, they take a deep breath and go, do you really want me to get back in that ring? (laughs) And I always say it when I look at Roman Reigns now, and I think this is where Roman builds a star. When Roman is in the match and he starts talking, his opponent is in trouble. There's a side to it that's like, he's in the zone now. You are fucked. And you never got that as a hit a face, Roman. No, no, no. You know? And this is it. Now, let's be honest. And this is why people are more interested. We've got a maniacal Randy, but again, it feels a tad recycled. So it's like, it's cool, but we need more. Looks so dumb, and I say that wearing Rey Mysterio masks, (laughs) but that mask he's got looks terrible. But it's a burn victim's mask. It's it's the legit mask, isn't it? But it's one of those eyes. This week it was. It's my whole face. It's like even your burns aren't consistent. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> <laughs> well but it is. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those ones. But yeah, now take it. Take it. He's got a point. But again, I I do look at it that in a world where everything becomes cancelled, could that also be the reason why there is a soft product? Don't get me wrong. The product needs improving. I will never deny that. But I, at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, it does. I need, you know, and this is where maybe Jericho can ring right. Yeah. I need to talk to that demo. The sad thing is the fact that AEW just about draws into that demo, the fact that NXT, all wrestling, you know, but I'm just saying that as the, the demo winners, yeah, we're just about, in wrestling, they're the winners, but in general, they're very low. There isn't that demo for us to go. Like, I can't go to my nephew. It hurts me to not be able to go to Zane and be like, so what did you think of Raw? Like, there is no interest. I do not know a kid. I do not know a kid. And I say that, oh, teen, right? I do not know anyone under the age of 30. And this is sad to say. I personally do not know anyone under the age of 30. I may know one person, actually. Not in the UK. In America, it's huge. Huge amongst the kids. You know, I, I just need to know, like, but again, where's that global phenomenon that was wrestling? Oh, the yeah. fact we talk about cumulatively, they say it every week, and you can fact check them on this. It's true. Like WWE on their socials have got more followers than the NBA, NHL, NFL, and I think the English Premier League combined. Now that I something. wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. But I, you know, maybe it's just with the way our circles are. But and I'm not saying that I actively just find look around for kids, but. You don't hear it. I think the other day I heard something and it put a smile on my face. Me and the missus were just walking to a supermarket and one kid was knocking at his neighbor's door or something or his parents' door. God knows who he was. And I just heard him go, John Cena! And I just had to look back and I was like, yeah, (laughs) my people. But then again, Cena's not been around for over a year. So like, what the hell? (laughs) Where are those heroes? Where is that wrestling moment? 
But I do believe that could be why WWE is a bit so well, We covered this months ago, didn't we? Easy E, when he said there hasn't been a star built for ages. It's true. This is this is it. I agree. I agree. Who's your box office draw at the moment in WWE? You don't have one. Sad. Sad but true. Sad but true. So yes, that's my view, is that I think because of the way cancel culture is so rampant, w- wrestling can't push the envelope like it used to. That's my closing on this one. Where, where, where I'd you stand agree with that. I'd completely agree with that. Like, wrestling has got soft to match the world getting soft. That's yeah. is yeah. what it is. And if you are a young listener, sorry guys, you are soft. Like, it, it is what it is. And don't get, don't get it twisted to an older generation. We're soft. <laughs> it just oh, is. If you listen to a conversation between me and my grandfather, fuck me. Like... Oh, we're nothing. We're nothing. You call yourself a man. You really get emasculated talking to an older generation. Don't you? Like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm going to just bring this up next because some people got a. I saw this post. I was like, can't behave. We'll go. We'll we'll skip over because if you talk Undertaker, it's only natural to talk Sting next, isn't it? So Sting confirmed for Street Fighter AEW. Some person, one person, actually put out a fear of. Did you see how Undertaker bashed WWE? Look out for it. He might jump to AEW, and we'll oh, finally get the match we wanted. And I was like, shut up. No, Never. no, no. Never. But here we go. Sting, the debut match at AEW. We've been waiting for it. But this is where I come back to this element of, you know, let's let, let, let's be honest here. Darby Allen was cool before Sting came along. Yeah? Sure. Darby Allen was going through all kinds of shit. And it's like, I, I kind Allen of... Was cool, but Darby Allen was not validated. And Darby Allen was overshadowed. Literally. Yeah, yeah. I, I just Sting. felt validates him bro do you know what it is yeah there are certain guys that aren't meant to be in certain matches and i say this in all senses in all respect yeah you give me darby allen has brought back mick foley for a street fight and i'm all over it sting is too technical to be in a match like this (laughs) i just don't baseball bat i know he's got the baseball bat but do you realize let's be honest the baseball bat when he was at his best not wrestling Bro, the Terrorizing baseball... the NWO. I get it, but it was just a ring clearing thing. To actually be your match, I'm like, come again? It's a cinematic thing before cinematic things were a thing. I, I know, I get it, I get it, but I'm just like, I don't know where we're going with this. I, I, I want to be excited. That bothers you, really, motherfucker. That bothers you. Sting is back. Sting has been put oh, into a cinematic no, match to acknowledge the fact that he is an old man and you don't know where we're going with this and yet you defend the bullshit on Raw. Are you out of your fucking mind? I I am all for the protection of Sting and this is where I'm like, please. I, this is Once I've seen it, you will get he will get my full praise and support. It, it, bro, you were there with me. This time last year. It, it, it kept full calendar because it could have been this exact day, right? Mm. We heard Edge then came out, right? And all I said throughout the whole rumble was, dude, I'm happy, but be careful. I'm happy, but be careful. Right? Yeah. With the whole rumble, I'm over the moon, but please don't. Please don't let me see anything happen to you. It's you the same with We fucking watched the pay-per-view together. How shit is that? I know, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Full on sucks. 
And this is what I'm saying with Sting. I'm like, I'm excited, but you are older than Edge. You've experienced an injury as bad as Edge did, and you've been out for less time than Edge. So yeah, it's it's cinematic, but then I don't want it to be like, is this because re- the cinematic match done wrong? Swap match is looking at you can be detrimental to your career as well. So yes, Sting That's wanted the final bout. Right, I'm looking at you. Boneyard match can be great. I, I bro, oh, I get it. Oh, fuck it, greatest wrestling match ever. Technically, it was cinematic. Bro, I get it, but it was cinematic. I get, I agree, I agree. But we also, and you know, you might be like, it, if we're jumping on a bandwagon here. That was as much as it wasn't a match that didn't rely on his technical abilities, but that was Undertaker and AJ Styles. This is with the highest respect, Brian Cage. <laughs> it's, there are there are levels to this, you know, and I'm like. The only thing I can say is, let's be honest, Matt Hardy still works for that company. So if (laughs) the creator of the cinematic match could be very heavily involved in booking this match correctly, Sting protected his identity to look after it enough, but I just have a fear. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean the creator of the cinematic match? Matt Hardy was the first person to ever do a cinematic match. Him versus Jeff Hardy, Final Deletion for Impact. Impact Wrestling was the first company to ever have a cinematic match. Matt's brainchild. Play. Yeah. Final deletion. Check it out. Insane as fuck. <laughs> like, literally, the world was like, I don't know if I enjoyed this. I don't, but wow. <laughs> that was all it was. It's like, I, I, I hate it, love it. I don't know, but wow. This was something. Uh, and yeah, a couple of years later, like, Matt saved the world during a pandemic because cinematic matches were a thing just everywhere. Like, every company had it. So, well played, Matt. But yeah, so I, I'm excited in the fact that, but I also just think sometimes like, that Sting needs to do Sting shit for me to get excited. Because right now I'm like, please do. Ugh. Do you know why uh, I'm excited? Because you called it. Bit, aside from that. <laughs> to quote Tony Schiavone, it's Sting! It's Sting! Come on! It's fucking Sting! Come on! I, I, bro, I, my fingers remain crossed. My fingers remain crossed because I, I lost Sting. it. I, bro, I, he's one of the goats. Like, come on. I, bro, I get it. I get, get excited, it. you fucking WWE mark. It's got nothing to do with that. It does, though. I, I don't know if you're aware of it. Every time we talk AEW, your instant reaction is tinged with negativity. No, 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 no. There are some stuff. There are some stuff. I I am very conscious of this, right? There are some stuff, and I've said it, hands down, they have kicked WWE's ass. This is Sting. Even if they told me he was coming back now, the only one I would have got excited for in the WWE would have been the... And it's weird because I never got the real synergy apart from them being the measuring sticks of their company, Undertaker Sting. And I think they could have made it a really dark match which could have been something. But... Bro, it's the same now. You've heard me say it. You know why I don't you want to do that dark match with Sting, though. I was thinking about this actually because I'm again, I'm back. I'm, ugh, I'm, I'm still watching the old WCW reruns, but I'm getting to the part which is honestly, I had fond memories of it. It ain't good. Do you know uh, the sad thing about Sting? Right, is wait, wait, he wait, looks wait. like it's the crow. Wolf yeah. part pack. Ugh. Bro, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's a bunch of mid-30s guys trying to front like they've got rapping street cred. It's bad. Listen, the NWO was... Wolfpack was cool because they had the awesome intro, right? 
Conan had a touch of it because Conan actually lived that life. Yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. of them, Adolf it was fine. a feud. It, it was just a feud. Like... It was just a feud with Hogan. Let's be honest. It was. It was just a feud with Hogan. And I'm. I'm a, I'm a Nash mark. I'm not gonna lie. Nash is all kinds of cool to me. Uh, <laughs> he is BDC. He is Big Daddy cool. So I was like, hey, Kevin Nash is front in it. I'm. I'm down with this. But it was the feud. It wasn't about the whole gimmick behind it. Like, yeah, oh, there's right hip-hop now. Man. I think <laughs> you might. You Fuck might. Have a different appreciation for it, possibly. But, but you know, the thing about Sting, Sting look improved. I mean, decreased because I'm uh, watching it. Honestly, when over the course of the last year and a half, when we've been doing this podcast, and I've constantly been saying, "Yeah, and we were watching the uh, the Monday Night Wars, uh, not the Monday Night Wars, but I'm rewatching the Nitro side of the Monday Night Wars, and it's been fucking awesome. It really has just been awesome. We're at a stage now where I'm like, dude, is this still cool? Like every time they come out, I'm kind of going. <laughs> Do you know what I love about this Nitro journey, this WCW journey that you're on? Yeah, was how it all started. I, it's nuts how it happened. I don't know if you remember. It's I showed you. Yeah, that was when Scott Hall came out, and that's how the NWO was born. And then like it was like you watch Bash at the Beach, and then before I know it, you're like, I'm still watching Nitro. I'm like, fuck me, this guy's on it. <laughs> Well played to you, but yeah, awesome. No, I get it. But you know I the mean, other thing. The about... thing is, is that I remember the NWO from a kid. I remember that you know I used to watch on TNT at nine PM on a Friday. WCW used to come on. I, you know, what was shit is they'd only give you the first hour on TNT. You wouldn't get the second hour. No, you, bro. I've got tapes. Trust me. I don't know what you were watching, but I've had three hour tapes. I would watch the full three hours of Nitro. Like oh, I've I got, know, I didn't get it. I, I think know, well, whatever Sky my grandmother had at the time, we didn't get the full night show. So what was annoying was that each night show I had was like, you'd get like all of the, the mic build up, but you'd never see the end result of the show. And then they'd recap it the following week. And I'd always, I'd be asking like my grandmother, like, where was this? She's like, how the fuck am I meant to know it's a wrestling show? But obviously six-year-old me was like, where's the fucking fallout of this? Didn't say fucking. Um, but... No, but I, I remember what being glued to my <laughs> right, TV Friday and like hating that. the NWO because you were obviously meant to hate them, you know? Depends um, who you are. Depends who you are. As a child, these are the... No, 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 no. It depends who you are. It depends who you are because Bischoff played it very smart. You are a WCW loyalist, yeah? yeah? So it made it for you. You were, dare I say, the kids who watched it on ITV were happy to find it on night on TNT. For me, on the other hand, I've watched and saw Sting with the Ultimate Warrior face paint, as far as I'm concerned. Couldn't actually tune in to the ITV one. It just wasn't for me. Then... No, no, no. This is when they first first started, before Nitro was even a thing. Then I saw Nitro, and I'd tune in, and I was like, okay, this Chris Jericho guy is cool, but I just wasn't sure. It still wasn't for me. Then I saw Razor Ramon turn up. And I'm like, huh? And that's where Bischoff played it smart. He paid up, and he got all of the guys to become one. And essentially, it was the invasion. We thought WWF were invading WCW. So I'm tuning in. And I was throwing it up like a bitch. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. My boys are here and they're kicking ass. That's what I saw. And that's where Bischoff was a brainchild behind it. Thing is, is that obviously looking back now, I love them. Because of yeah. how important they were and the waves they made in the industry. But as a child glued into the fucking, you know, kayfabe story, I was like, fuck these guys. I love <laughs> every minute of it. All the time. Ah. 
They don't do fair matches. It's like, that's the point, young nigga. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They yeah. Win all the time. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, but you but know I, what? I love the fact that what was amazing, and this is why you can't recreate it, is that there was real beef amongst certain monks, uh, certain people. Like the one, uh, like six, for instance, when he went back to WWF and he called Bischoff out, and then the next night on, on fucking on Monday night, Bischoff is like, "Hey, six, bite me." <laughs> this is actually real beef here. Yeah, this is yeah. real. They 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 went deep. They went deep, and you know it was especially because of the click being on both shows. Essentially, right. when the click ruled TV, and it was like, each side was saying, yeah, you're holding my guy prisoner. <laughs> it was like, you know they wanted people... Sean over. They tried to get Sean hard. Um, I remember there was an there was the invite for that. There was also the other part, and I don't know if you've ever heard this one. Well, do you know what's fucked up? I don't know if you call this. It's a thr- Sorry to cut you off, but it's a throwaway moment. Big Daddy Cool literally walking. This is very shortly after the NWO have formed, very shortly, but it's official. They're Hollywood. They got the black and white. Hogan's there. I think Big Show and K Dog are there at the time, and they're doing their brown, 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 brown. You know, they're doing their walk yeah, yeah. down. Big Daddy Cool literally looks into one of the cameras, following, and goes, "Sean, this is what you're missing. Where you at, bro?" I was like, "Bro, looking back, I didn't know who Sean was then. Now it's like, oh shit, this is so deep." This yeah. is so deep. And it, it, it has you in such a way. And did you know, here's another one that was actually how invested. It's weird because there was politics, but there was friendship. Because uh, here's one. Do you know DX was actually meant to be called NWO WWF? And Kevin Nash actually went out on a bat and said, if they find you, I'll cover it. <laughs> That's They wanted it to literally be the mirror of each other. It is, it is what it is. Never happened. <laughs> but yeah, Kev was willing to go for it. It was like, yeah, we're in a company on two shows. Essentially, Bullet Club went and done it later on on Ring of Honor in New Japan. But hey, it is what it is. Why they think they can throw up that two sweet symbol? I still maintain as much as I love what's going on in Impact and AEW at the moment. I'm like, that two sweet is not earned yet. <laughs> it, it always comes back to Randy Orton and AJ Styles. You know, like I was here dominating while you guys were on your indie shows. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Stealing other people's gimmicks. <laughs> and he throws up the two sweet. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Fun fact, I've heard a rumor that I believe AEW have trademarked the word too sweet. The word's too sweet. Which is fine because the click never actually officially called it the too sweet. So do what you want. You can't own the hand signal. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But yes, staying in AEW, it, it, I, I, I wait. I wait to see because it needs to be delivered right for the memories of the stinger to be cherished. 
It's Sting! I can't fucking wait, man. The, the kid in me is like, oh my God! I'm losing it. I can't wait. And do you know what I think also helped for you? Is when you first came back to the UK and you first came back to wrestling, Sting had just about, had just done his run. So you had just missed it. So this is your chance to finally see the comeback. The, the you know... I, I kind of had those two matches. Sadly, he was on the losing end of both. And I had my cool moments like Sting versus Triple H gave me a moment I will forever remember. The stare down between DX and the NWO. That NWO, yeah. that was, you know, that's that. Him versus Seth. Like, I thought, oh, And I do believe, had he not been injured, it wouldn't have been that night, but Sting would have been WWE champ. And these are the things that I'm like, yeah, that, that would have been cool. That would have been the run. And that was the things that we never thought would happen. There's a part of me that feels like, I don't know, what is this run for for him? Is it that he just didn't get to do what he wanted to do there? Is it just a big fuck you to that? I don't get it, but hey. I don't think it matters. It's Sting, exactly. It's It's Sting, Sting, exactly. It's Sting! What's our next story? Right, okay. Mark Henry shoots on Ryback. Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is all sorts of good. <laughs> Have you been following this at all? So this all kicks off from what we mentioned last week and we didn't get a chance to go deep. Ryback went and called Paul Heyman a piece of shit. And this is because Ryback had sour grapes at the fact that people wanted to see more of Paul Heyman and Ryback when they were a team and there wasn't much. And Ryback just came back and was like, Paul Heyman just hangs around great people. He doesn't have the brain that most people credit him for. So, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Ignore him kind of thing. I'm sure AJ Styles and the Good Brothers will agree, but not many others do agree. And from there, I believe Mark Henry then chimed in. But I haven't heard what Mark said, but I saw Ryback taking a shot back at Mark kind of thing. A shot? (laughs) (laughs) Plural. Many shots, sir. Fucking hell. But Henry's gone back at him. Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll let you take the lead on this. Listen, the the whole discourse between them is on wrestlinginc.com. Literally, just Google Ryback and Mark Henry War of Words continues. Um, it's all there. But I'll I'll read you some some choice parts where I was like, <laughs> this this could escalate. I'd also like it to be known at this point that Ryback has chosen to delete some of these tweets, but unfortunately, <laughs> the internet never forgets. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Kind of like an elephant from the jungle book that way. Shout out to Mowgli. Um so Ryback alleged that John Cena didn't want to work with Mark Henry because of how he was in the ring and then he stepped up. Here's the exact tweet. I'm not gonna do the Ryback voice. Let's all just fucking air it all out here. John Cena didn't want to work at John Cena didn't want to work with at the Mark Henry on live events because he believed Mark was the shit. So I stepped up and offered to work with him, which was much harder on me physically, but knew we could get great reactions. That's now been deleted. Also claimed that WWE producer insulted Henry after Henry was allegedly found asleep in the gorilla position before their WrestleMania 29 match in 2013, which Henry won. Here's what Ryback tweeted. I'm also going to say this. At the Mark Henry was asleep in gorilla prior to our WrestleMania match. A producer came over to me and said, good luck working with that fat piece of shit. Mark didn't want to spend a lot of time coming up with a good match, and we got what we got. Hashtag 
facts. These are the tweets I have seen. These ones I did see, yeah. Um, so, hang on. Where is... so? I'm not, what Henry wrote back was one of those fucking essays which he then screenshotted and tweeted. So I'm not going to yeah, read yeah. the whole thing. But it was along these lines. It was along the lines of sleeping was kind of my thing. I didn't put on bad matches. Ask the people who I was with. Why was I WWE champ? You don't have any balls because you're at one moment calling out John Cena as saying he didn't want to work with me. But then it's this unnamed WWE producer. Big man, drop the name. Who are we talking about? Let's get him on the show. I'm not going to lay a finger on him if he did say it, but I know he didn't. And I know you're full of shit. And he then, let, let me, let me. There's one part here where I was like, ooh. Because he literally said, if I see you again, I will peel the skin off your bones. <laughs> and he said, that's not a threat. That's a hashtag fact. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you know why I laugh? Because I've seen, I don't know if, you, I don't know if you're a fan of it. I, I actually quite enjoy watching it. I haven't not watched it in a while, but table for free. Have you ever yes. watched that? Yeah, Have yeah, you yeah, seen yeah. the one with Big Show, Mark Henry, and Kane? No. Right. This is quite an interesting read. And what you will find, and it's universally known, is it, this is no bullshit. Those are three of the physically strongest men you will ever come across. Not character pieces. Fi- like, World's Strongest Man isn't a joke. I think even Jericho chimed in at one point and said something like, it's not a joke. Facts. Mark Henry is one of the strongest men I have come across. Like, he said that. And this is just AEW Jericho, not... Yeah, well, Mark Rick- Henry's officially... He's not world's strongest man anymore and hasn't been for ages but he did win the fucking thing thank you so like right back for all the feed me more protein shakes and bars that he's got it's not been no one's actually talked about his actual real physical strength so a pissed off mark henry who i've also known to be one of the most humblest and nice guys in the back i've not been a fan of most of his matches i'll be very honest on that but you know, respect for what he's done to the industry. Yeah, he's got you, it. you heard him on the Broken Skulls podcast too. Like he's got some darkness to him, old Mark. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, he'll snap. He's not the sort of guy who you would want to pick a fight with, and I don't just mean because of his strength. Like he's got something in him where it's like that's not a man you mess with. Yeah, but there you go, there you go. So for Ryback to be told, I will, <laughs> I will peel the skin off of your bones. I, I, there was only one. There were only two other people that I would actually fear more. And I'm not talking Big Show and Kane. I'm talking Haku and New Jack. Like, those are, <laughs> after those two, when you have someone like Mark Henry say that, I would be concerned because he's not a joke and don't let his age fool you. He will fuck you up. Oh, What was funny is that then Ryback, again, this, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this has been deleted as well. He went on this apology thing and then... So he started apologizing and like, okay, he's been put in his place, but then he finished it out with, and that is called a work, something you could never do. I know my works taste like candy, don't they, bitch? It's like, oh, bro, you got a death wish. Sorry, ignore that. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that is that's all kinds of crazy. <laughs> that is all cows. Look at that. Oh, oh, my oh, works oh. taste like candy. I was like, damn, man. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, good luck, Ryback, because you wouldn't want a pissed off Mark Henry. I repeat. You got a pissed off Mark Henry. 
That's happened. Right. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't want to be that person. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated as the week's prologue, unless it finishes there. Okay, here we go. Is this the Uncle Dave story? Why WWE has no plans for WrestleMania 36? Hello? This is Uncle Dave's story, yeah. Okay, take it away. It's theorizing, this isn't based on fact as most of Uncle Dave's stuff. It's theorizing based on what we're currently seeing. And it makes the world of sense. He's putting forward that WWE do not have a plan for WrestleMania 37 based on the existing bookings that are happening. He says... For all, and I think he's right. He says, for all the hate that it's getting, Goldberg Drew McIntyre is somewhat of a dream match. But he says it's got no real place being at the Rumble. It should be a Mania event. He believes that Drew is going to beat Goldberg to elevate him. Or please let him be right about that, my God. He believes that Drew is going to beat Goldberg and then WWE are going to run into a brick wall. He doesn't know where they're going from there. And he says, if you look at the facts, The Rock is not coming back to an empty arena. That's not happening. Yeah, Rock's actually said WrestleMania 39 would be his one in Hollywood. That's that is, that come out recently. I've seen a few bits on that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, please let it be. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but no, he says, if you break it down, when we get to Mania... The logical person for Roman Reigns to face, based on what bookings have been done recently, would be Shinsuke Nakamura. He said, but between Mania, um, after the Rumble, there used to only be the Elimination Chamber in the build-up to Mania. This year, they've now added Fastlane. So he said, yeah, three weeks before Mania. He's a fact. So he said, if you break it down, the way WWE have been booking recently, it's going to be Nakamura Roman at Elimination Chamber. Nakamura will lose. It'll be Nakamura Roman at Fastlane. Nakamura will lose. Then they've only got three weeks to build a mania-level feud for Roman Reigns. He said the natural inkling would be to have Daniel Bryan in there, but he doesn't see Daniel Bryan beating Roman at Mania. This is obviously, of course, all theoretical, but the way he's breaking it down makes sense to me. He says, the good shock would be to have, now that the baby's here, would be to have Seth Rollins come back and challenge Roman at Mania. And he thinks the world is ready to like Seth again. I think Seth could be our hidden Rumble winner. Um, I think. But then I, I, do you know what? Maybe, here we go. Because Seth could win and go to Raw. But then do the heel shit again, which I don't know if he's ready for. Unless no. you do, have, unless but you have a heel drew. If he comes back at the rumble and you hear that stupid fucking RPG level music, no one's gonna care. But if, like, you think you know me, if we hear "Burn It Down," you know, then it's gonna get a pop. Bro, he doesn't have to be the Messiah again, but he could be a heel. And or again, this is where you get a fa- a, a heel drew and a face. Seth and conversely when you do that right with a raw winner of the rumble whoever wins the rumble for raw you then get an elimination chamber which then proceeds to have a Nakamura victory possibly which then helps build him towards mania fast lane I don't know what fast lane is going to be that's just stupid as hell 
The only thing is, is that there's an undisputed challenge in it. There's a challenge in it that then leads to Nakamura having to defend it again, maybe a full finish. Bro, nothing would make me happier than seeing Nakamura as the champion. But I just don't see that happening. What I, what, you know, when it comes to Rumble, there's one, uh, to Mania, there's one thing I always think needs, I mean, don't get it wrong. Last year, two years ago, Kofi Mania was a thing. Yeah. It was built in a way that dragged but worked. And the same could work for Nakamura. What needs to happen? Elimination Chamber. Come in. It was built from the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Throwing fast lane in here fucks with the operation. This is the thing. And what I always try to avoid as a, for me visually seeing, I don't like seeing a, a, a Mania match be a rematch of something that's just happened. It needs exactly. to feel fresh. And that's, and that's where... where Uncle Dave is coming from, which is why he's saying they're going to do Nakamura twice prior to Mania and then be fucked because they won't have a proper build-up time unless they pair off whoever Roman's beaten twice with whoever wins the Rumble. And then he breaks down the Rumble and he's like, but let's be real. Yeah, the world would like to see Daniel Bryan finally win the Rumble. But he, he actually used my words. He said, but it's boring and predictable. And it is. And the Rumble's meant to be... I, I don't think Daniel Bryan winning at this stage would be like, you know, the, the Rumble needs to give you some level of satisfaction. You know, you know, like when, when Triple H won it. Or like last year, shit, when Drew won it, we were genuinely happy for him. Yeah. Bryan winning it just... To me, the only thing about it is that Seth done it not too long ago, but Seth feels like that one because even when they advertise him to come back and it's been pushed back, I'm like, well, he's coming back at the Rumble. That That's just my logic and it's makes sense for him to win to come back at the rumble win not necessarily but i actually there's nothing in daniel bryan winning for me there's nothing in it for me nothing there's literally nothing what needs to happen i mean look dave put out a fair fucking good point here he says they could go completely left field have bobby lashley lose to riddle again something i've been suggesting have bobby lashley lose to riddle and then Stop making him the most protected man in all of wrestling, which he kind of is at the moment, and get him to win the Rumble. He says that would be an interesting turn, and it would put Lashley in the long-awaited title picture everyone wants to see him in. Since the the early stages of um, the Hurt Business, when it was just a two-man thing, and it didn't even have a name before Shelton Benjamin, and it was just MVP, that title match that he had with Drew McIntyre Failing that Lana match was, you know, that segment part of it was awesome. And it was like, where is this rematch? You know, yeah. and I think this would be, this would be, it would be a perfect time. Like, yeah. and, I, and I think the Hurt Business kind of needs that. The other one to do it would be Big E. And that, you could do that, even though he's Intercontinental Champion. Here's why I'm thinking it could be Big E. Because, you know, the last few weeks on... um on SmackDown, they've kind of been recruiting Apollo Crews, and now he's mm-hmm. going after Big E. I haven't watched SmackDown at the time of recording, full disclaimer, but I know Apollo and Big E were fighting. I imagine Big E won, but I may be wrong. If Big E lost, then it further reinforces what I'm about to say. But I believe Apollo could beat Big E at the Rumble, the same way as Riddle could beat Lashley at the Rumble, and then they insert themselves into... I didn't even notice you were wearing an NWO red shirt. Uh, do you know what? I was going to bring it up earlier when you brought up the thing. I was going to be, oh, I just realized I'm actually wearing this. It's not intentional. <laughs> no, it's my best. Um, but yeah, um, Biggie, that would be a feel good moment. Do you know one thing that I respect Biggie for? And I'm not saying they're going to listen to him, <laughs> they as they are called. Um, he's actually said it. I don't think he's ready for the Rumble this year and I, or Mania this year, and I agree with him. 
he feels like it needs to be earned. That build up of it's too far. Then he's gonna he's gonna disappear into nothing. This is why I always said though, I believe his title contention Summer comes Slam. around SummerSlam slash Survivor Series because well, I think. Weird thing. Instead of reintroducing Fastlane, do you remember back in the olden days? We were talking about SummerSlam 2002 earlier. Brock beating Rock. Yeah. Mm. How did Brock get that opportunity? He won something called the King of the Ring. Where did that go? Well, you win Royal well, Rumble, you get a title shot at Mania. You win King of the Ring, you get a title shot at SummerSlam. But do you know what? That that title shot wasn't always a thing for King of the Ring. You were just King, so they've kind yeah, of gone. It, it fucking worked. It I, I bring that back. I it agree. gave it some fucking value other than fucking having Baron Corbin turn into some preachy king for a year. King E does have a nice ring to it. <laughs> I do like the sound of King E. Um, but Big I honestly king. believe, I think... Big King. <laughs> Big king. <laughs> but I do believe we could honestly... Big E has an extra run, just past Mania, drops it. Bit of a feud, then build up for a title match, and by that time, Survivor Series. It then leads him into the Rumble when he's started to show as a top card thing. I think he could stretch the next year if done right, and that relies on that relies on Paul Heyman. Honestly, it only relies on Paul Heyman. Anything else is trouble. It's fact. I I only see it that way because you could still do a, a screwed out of the title, come back for the title in-between bit behind it, you know. Continental title. Yeah, easy. Easy. That program's still there. He's still a fresh champ. Think of it. He's still a fresh champ. Easily could hold it for longer. Easily. I think he's been misbooked as the Intercontinental champ, you know. Like, I'm really worried that the fanfare which greeted him, everyone in the fucking back coming out and cheering him on and the fucking confetti falling down i was like is this his moment is he not getting more than this that is scary and that is the thing you can't make it that big of a celebration for the mid-card title with the highest respect yeah and that's where it needs to to balance but his time is one shot and that again goes back to the story we're talking about now uncle dave i don't usually agree with him but i think he's got a very valid point here they don't have a plan for mania 37 it seems very evident. But, you know, in a way, in a way, I'm kind of not happy, but, you know, normally we know exactly where it's going. You know what your main event I looks like. I was about like. to say this. I was about the, to say in, this. In now, the, and on the flip it, side. It, it's something about the Rumble to Mania buildup. It's like, yeah, you know where it's going, but it's usually where you want it to go. That's but the they kind of force feed it to you, though, don't they? They kind of force feed it that you know. I know I want from the Royal Rumble is I know I want Bianca Belair to win. Beyond that, I don't give a fuck. And that's bad. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Do you know who I think is another contender for the Women's Rumble? Bailey. Yeah. And that, that is her ticking off all the boxes because that is the last thing missing for Bailey. Watch them fucking acknowledge her as having done it all and never having given Asuka that acknowledgement. Watch. The socials gave Asuka a lot of praise. I'll give it that. I know it needed to be said more on TV. WWE. It was literally the title of one of our episodes. If WWE's a game, she's just got the platinum trophy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. And then people are like, oh, the first level woman's Grand Slam champ. Suck my fucking hairy beanbag. It's not hairy, but that's not the point. It's like, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. You've literally got and poor Asuka, man. Like she's 
still the Raw Women's Champion. She's hardly on TV. Like, it's so fucked. That needs addressing. That needs addressing. It's, it's so ridiculous. Sh- she was in the silent, dead, dead arena era. She was the best thing on TV. Do you know what I actually find really frustrating? And it's not. It's not her fault. It's just the way stuff are booked. It's the curse of Charlotte Flair. The minute Charlotte turns back up, it just becomes spotlight. There it doesn't matter who's champ. Doesn't matter. Even before Charlotte came back, Asuka wasn't getting TV time. It's next level yeah. ridiculous. It's next level ridiculous. This is. The first ever women's Grand Slam winner, the first ever women's Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, some more respect is required she on the Empress. Out. She don't speak English well, but my God, she can cut a good promo because of the yeah. energy she has. For real, for real. And she held that fucking company up before they brought in the Thunderdome. Before the fucking you know NXT fans were there. Hmm. No, she, she was. She was. Fill that arena with noise, and they are showing her no fucking love. That that is the biggest crime in WWE at the moment. Not Alistair Black, not Riddle, Asuka. True, it's true, and that proves. And this is where your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go. Show up on day one. Work out with us for thirty minutes. Feel good right away. Yo. Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're a body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off. And then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com. Very, and I'm not saying she's being buried because I'm not going to go that far. But it just proves that even having a title doesn't necessarily give you anything. That's true. Weird. Weird, but true. Right. Okay. No, I, I, I can only but agree. I can only but agree. So talking the plans to the Rumble, uh, to Mania, let's talk Royal Rumble logic. Adam Pearce addresses Royal, Lum- Royal Rumble logic gap. This is a slippery fucking slope. This again came from a tweet. Now, I'm very mixed about this tweet because what he says, I was like, I respect. Let me read the tweet first. I've got it here. Uh, here we go. Um, So, obviously, this is in response to the fact that for the last few weeks on Raw, motherfuckers have just been getting on TV and going, I would like to announce myself into the Royal Rumble. Pretty run-of-the-mill stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I've always been like, hey, someone like AJ Styles, someone like Randy Orton. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Completely get it. Then you've got people like Drew Gulag, like Ricochet, who are doing exactly the same thing. And Adam Pearce is like, well, actually, no, 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 no. And it's like, well, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> and it seems AJ Styles seems to be like the benchmark for whether you can enter and play with the toys or not. Because both of them lost to AJ, and now neither of them are in the Rumble. But then on the same night as one of these guys doing what everyone else does and just saying, I would like to announce myself into the Rumble. And Adam Pearce shows up and goes, actually, no, you're not. <laughs> On that same night, and this has happened on two separate weeks now, the same night that that happens, 
Fucking Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Love to them, but fucking Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Like, we were like to ourselves into the Rumble. And I'm like, and Adam Pierce appears in three, two, one. There's no Adam Pierce. So this shit's allowed. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and they're the mistresses of victory, aren't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> right? So it's like, there was some lack of logic going on here. It's like, why is it some people are allowed? Some people I get, as I said, AJ, Randy, get it. Completely get it. Former world champs, icons, get it. Mandy Rose and Dana. That's not being questioned? Ricochet and Drew Gulag. That is being questioned? Okay. So Adam <laughs> Pierce took to Twitter and said the following. I think it sucks, by the way. I'd just like to be very clear on that. What he said. I, I pre- okay, let me, before even reading this tweet, let me preface it with what I think. So just to give it some personal context. I admire the fact that he's gone out of his way to try and fill gaps and make it more coherent. What he says does not make it more coherent. Go. Those who have been granted ability to simply declare themselves in the Royal Rumble by management are free to do so. Those that haven't must qualify. I don't write the rules. I enforce them. Okay, Adam. That's fine. I'm not angry at you here. But if you're trying to get me to swallow that there are now qualifiers for the Rumble, surely as an audience member, I should be made aware of these things and not have to go and hunt you on Twitter like Goldberg's skinny brother. (laughs) Do you see why I'm saying this lack of logic hasn't been cleared up? He's trying to say, well, these guys, management, quote unquote management, what, is it the authority now? What are we doing? So management have said, these guys are good. Only the audience, the guys who fucking need to know, haven't been made aware which pool of talent have got the all clear by management. And then on the other side, it's like, and those who haven't been given the all clear by management need to qualify. It's like, cool. I would very much like to be aware of who's been given the right, who hasn't been given the right. Okay, management, please explain what criteria has allowed them to just qualify. Whereby, if you haven't been given the right, I don't know fucking crazy idea maybe let's have some wrestling matches in a wrestling match on a wrestling show wrestling matches in the world in the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment the surprise roll up which doesn't end in a dq and which doesn't end in outside interference weird fucking do a clean fucking finish but you know what even if even if even if this is the one time I think I could appreciate an outside interference because now I've screwed a guy out of Rumble and it builds a feud. We now have that person then screwing that other person. Yes, but not in the not in a world where WWE only rely on those three finishes. Oh, I get it, but I'm just saying now is a chance to use yes, those tools. But unfortunately, that ship has sailed already. You do not have that opportunity to do the thing which you should have done at the right moment because you've been doing that thing so much at the wrong moment. So you don't get that thing anymore. I, I don't know. I don't know where it goes. I honestly don't know what comes next. So I, I say maximum respect to Adam Pierce for putting himself out there and actually trying to fill, fill the gaps. Although, Adam, if you're listening, and I know the WWE listens to this podcast, Adam, if you are listening, my friend, 
be very fucking careful because that's a slippery slope you're going down under. If you try to fill all the logic gaps in WWE, I invite you to uh, get addicted to a substance called methamphetamine because you will be up all fucking night. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow where we will discuss movies about addiction on the movie Mount Rushmore. Cheap plug. Okay. <laughs> get up to my Nicoholics. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that is, that is what it. Need, it needs addressing, and the problem is, I, I, I get authority figures in a company right now. Adam Pierce is the authority figure. I don't know who he's say- with. I keep saying it, but well played. Well, so. well, well, now that Agent Orange is out of the White House, Miss McMahon may be back on TV, and the love triangle may come out. I still maintain Adam Pierce, right. Linda McMahon. It's in the making. <laughs> but the, it, it's the bigger than Stephanie. You know this. The fact that he's noticing this logic gap and he's done his best to try and bridge it do you you understand that even by doing that it raises even more questions motherfucker you're questioning sting being in a cinematic match i'm saying why is it there is now a fucking construct whereby some people qualify automatically what is the criteria we don't know who the fuck those people are and we don't seem to have any fucking direction on the ones who need to qualify qualifying we need a list of who is, and we need the criteria Thank by which they're permitted to be in it. it, it it's, it's wrong. And listen, I, I acknowledge. I acknowledge. I'm worrying about if Sting can swing a baseball bat. <laughs> okay, if you believe Sting's career is more about the swinging of a baseball bat than a Stinger splash, drop, or lock, then we have an issue. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm saying in the right. I'm just saying, right, now you feel my pain. Oh, a man going. with a baseball bat in a street fight, it's going to be that, isn't it? <laughs> If he can still do a sting, a splash, I'm going to be like, woo! <laughs> okay, right. This is this is weird. We're going to end on something non-WWE. And non-AEW. It's partially AEW, but we're, we're ending on Impact. Whole invasion angle. Yeah. But here we go. Matt Hardy and Tony Khan invade Impact Wrestling. <laughs> this was interesting. There's, there were two angles to this that make it really interesting. One is Matt Hardy, because when yeah. he left Impact, it was a, like, to quote his wife, Rebby Sky, fuck that owl. Like, he, they, they didn't leave on good terms, so it's very interesting to see Matt back on um, Impact Wrestling TV. But, hey, big money Matt, he makes it happen. So, that was cool. You're going to say I'm hating on AEW, but I'm not. There's just some, and I'm not referring to WWE in this, right? There's mm-hmm. something about Tony Khan that just doesn't have the level of smarmy owner that I need. He doesn't have the, he, fucking kidding me. Have you watched his promos? I've seen the promos, but it's not, it's not, he gets it, but there's something that, that it just lacks. There's a certain believability. I, I laughed at them. Give you that. I laughed. I'll give you that. I'll give Do you know, that. it's not, it's not easy. E. Do you get what I'm saying? No, no, no. no. I'm not. No, for no, I'm with you on that. Do you get what I'm saying? I like it. He's made me laugh, but he, do you know who he looks like? And it sounds really bad. He looks like the geek who's just started up the world's most invested tech company, right? And he's trying to be cool. That's who Tony Khan looks like. It's like, well, yeah. I own this wrestling. And it's that. He doesn't own that. You know, you don't have to. I'm not asking you to look like Brock Lesnar and be the guy who's turned it up. Bro, I'm on board. Yeah. Listen, I would, let me put some perspective into this now, all right? First off, let's talk about the actual story. Matt Hardy and Private Party invading um impact impact thank you i like this did you see the promo with them and the good brothers and the and the it wasn't the motor city machine gun sorry it was chris saban and 
Moose? No, it wasn't Moose. I'm blanking now. Um, that shows you haven't seen it, fucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen what I've seen. <laughs> so. But anyway, there was a promo. promo was really good because effectively what Chris Saban was saying is that, hey, we, yeah, we lost the titles to the Good Brothers, but you didn't pin us. And I was like, that part's true. Um, and then Matt Hardy came out and said, yeah, when I lost my title, it was by some ultimate deletion. Sorry, it wasn't by some ultimate deletion. He said it was by some teleportation angle. I was like, ah, well played, Matt. <laughs> and then he bigged up private pie. Like They planted the seeds oh so well. So we've effectively now got a triple threat between the Good Brothers, Chris Saban, and why am I blanking? And the and private party gonna be a good match now to show you that i'm not an aw mark here's here's kind of my issue i actually think this invasion storyline's a bit skewed i was gonna bring this up so wcw invading wwe yeah makes sense completely makes sense the boss's son owns the other company they're invading to take over daddy's company it's mm-hmm. a simple angle think what you will of the invasion i personally loved it it wasn't the invasion that we all should have got we know that sting yeah. flat yeah they were all no, I, i'm all. agreeing with you thus far yeah but the, in terms of the story it was simple necessarily so and effective you know sometimes less is more this is pretty simple Son mm-hmm. living in daddy's shadow, daughter living in daddy's shadow. Hey, they're coming to wreck shit. Simple. Mm-hmm. This angle, although I love, love, love what Omega and Don Callis are doing. In the last week or two, I actually think it's become quite skewed. Because you've got the AW world champion, but who's being, I guess, managed slash mentored by the head of the Impact. So that's an implication that Impact have taken over AW from the top down by taking their champ. But then you've got the owner of AW coming and paying for Impact and then invading them this last week. And then you've got Omega bringing the Good Brothers on to AW, but then rebunking the Young Bucks. And it's like, who's invading who here? Do do you know what's also really odd about this angle? Because even Matt says, I'm giving you a permission to take over, for AEW to take over, even though Callis is forever his manager. It's like, we're taking over wrestling. That part you've got me on. The fact that the Bucks and the Good Brothers are together means, oh shit, the Bullet Club. Just like, as I pertained to earlier, the Click owned TV, the Bullet Club owned TV now. All of that. On AEW, Don Callis basically tried to buy out the Bucks and say, don't come near Kenny. And it's like, hang on, just last week you had the five of them in the ring together throwing up the two suite, and now it's like they can't see Kenny. Well, that's stupid. That's stupid. Right, to be that... fair, I, I, I was hoping to, I was trying to do a major catch up. Like, I have all the shows ready. So, They're all lined up. Spoiler for you, because this has to be said now because it's relevant to what we're talking about. Basically, Don Callis tried to buy out the Bucks. The Bucks told him to fucking do one. Then the next thing that happened is that Callis shows up with wearing sunglasses and he's got a big, you know, black eye. And Kenny's like, who did that to you? And he's like, the Bucks. So then Kenny says, let me go sort them out. And it's like, what? 
the fucking Bullet Club reunion is now being like kind of ripped apart before we even really had it. And it's like, is it Impact invading AEW? Or is it AEW invading Impact? But this is the AEW invading Impact. Why? But this is the thing. But here's this is what I'm saying. That part, when you take the Bullet Club in, it works. Now, this stupid storyline is now where they've lost their angle. But more to the point now, you've got Private Party coming out on AEW, on Impact. Now, one that says to me, you felt like you weren't good enough. You couldn't win it over there, so now you're trying to invade over here. But what grounds and basis do you have behind that? Because the whole thing behind it is, this is the element of our invasion. Now, had you given me an angle where you've got these two tag teams, Rich One and whoever's come and interfered in a tag match where, let's say the Good Brothers were taken on Private Party, for argument's sake. They've attacked... They've attacked your AEW stars. Hence, now they're coming on to Impact. We want revenge. Now the war is starting. It doesn't really matter who's who. It's you guys are invading our territory. We want revenge based on our attack. But now it's just like, we're just turning up for the hell of it. Like, you weren't involved in this angle. It's not to do with Kenny the Collector. And it's just, well, yeah, because we're working together on TV. Like, hey, deal with it. It doesn't work. Unless it's kind of like Callus going up against Khan. Yeah, but in that, Impact's also had this history with um, Global Force Wrestling, which was like the Jeff Jarrett's upstart once he sold Impact. And they had this kind of merging world here. There's no basis to it. There's not even a challenge of like, I'm throwing down the gauntlet, your champs versus my champs. Essentially what we saw in Invasion. We're just well, seeing like guys just randomly yeah, turning up now. Swan coming up. That's that's happening and Omega's going to beat Swan and be the no, collector. I, bro, I get that. We know where that's going. That it, it's it's to raise it's to raise AEW stock. It's doing nothing for Impact, let's be honest, when that happens. You know, but what I'm saying is in terms of storytelling, where, what are they doing? What what is the logic? Wait, 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 wait. Before you continue, even on that point, that's kind of skewed for me. Because it's like, yeah, it's raising AW stock because Kenny signed to AW, but Kenny's then being managed by the Impact guy. So you see where we're getting a bit confused here. So it's like, I, I, I use it. Kenny, but he's recruiting him to beat his own guys. Like, huh? I get it that it's all part of the master plan and it's to show that it's the great Kenny. But again, yeah, you're right. Why would you do that? Why would you just have, you know, okay, you're going to ruin your own company based on a friendship for another guy? Like, in honesty, I don't see much benefit for impact in this thing it was cool at first and yes they've got more viewers than they ever did but what happens after that because after a while this feud is going to end then where does it go like you go back to being independent shows and now you're just essentially it, it sounds bad but it's like roman reigns going to nxt taking the belt off Bala, but off Bala, and then just eventually dropping it back and like what does that mean you mean a bit, you mean a bit like charlotte flair did yeah well, yeah, but again, that one was, you know, you kind of worked with it like, okay, she, but again, it was weird. It was just because of who she was challenging. And with the highest respect to Swan, you're not Rhea Ripley. Like, no offense, but in terms of that headlining match of a dream match, it's not there. No one's ever said, oh, I have to see Kenny versus Rich Swan. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair was a match that the world had been dreaming for. Mm-hmm. You know? And they delivered. Hell of a match. Yeah. They did, but do you get what I'm saying? We needed that dream card match for this to all happen. It's missing. Kenny Omega versus Moose, however. Do you get where we're going? Now you're giving me something. And again, I'm not hating on Rich. I'm actually quite a big Rich Swan fan. But in in the calling of like dream matches, again, just like what we don't said about Asuka, just being a champ doesn't make you big enough. Don't be surprised if it ends up being Omega versus Moose. Hey, we can only bit wait and see. Which, again... 
could work because they're not then damaging the impact title as much. They're doing the TNA title. They can drop that without damaging their company, essentially. That's where I think they're going. Uh, Good call. It's a weird angle, though. I'm not... I I loved it, as you heard two weeks ago. I'm getting a bit confused by this invasion angle. It's like, is it a Bullet Club reunion? Is it not? Is it an AW invading TNA? Sorry, Impact. Is it Impact invading AW? Is it a back and forth? In which case, it's not really an invasion. It's a feud. I think what we're seeing is a clash of creatives because neither company wants to overly damage the other, but they're not helping each other at the same time. And that's the problem. That's kind of what's bothering me. Come again? They're doing storytelling. Yeah. I don't see the bigger picture story. And that's why I prefaced the whole thing with when it was the WCW invasion. Pretty fucking simple. Yeah. Son buys the company out from daddy's nose and then tries to take him over. Done. Bro, even even just the standard we're taking over like NWO did, but it's neither of that now. It's just a, hey. We're back and (laughs) forth. Yeah, back and forth. But hey, time will tell. Which is a shame because I think they had something there, but... This is it. But I think they had the initial seed. They didn't look at the long-term running and especially the fact that Matt and Private Party have just turned up out of nowhere. You know, you... Impact needed to invade AEW because of sour grapes. That's what needed to happen. But no, it's more AEW going over to Impact and it just doesn't ring right. Right. Agreed. And that's where the issue comes up. Okay, guys, that's something for you to ponder on. If you would like to discuss this, please hit us up. Our MOW News on Twitter, Ministry of Wrestling on Instagram, Ministry of Wrestling on Facebook, and www.silverscreendudes.com. Nico, what else are the Silver Screen Dudes up to, sir? Silver Screen Dudes also run the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast. This is our flagship show airing every single Sunday. It is basically a top 10 show. AJ and I each design our own separate top 10 lists. We come back, we argue, we create the Movie Mount Rushmore, which is for whatever topic we're doing each week, the four quintessential diverse must-see movies. We then put that onto Twitter and you, the movie fans, the Silver Screen Dudes, decide who the winner of that topic is. Every week, as I said, on all the podcast platforms that you're listening to the movie Matt Rushmore on. Oh, I forgot to, I forget to say this each week. We shout out all of our podcasts on the all of our platforms on the movie Matt Rushmore podcast. If you are listening to us in India, if you are one of the big, 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 big number of people listening to us in India, be it in Pune, Hyderabad, Kolkata, wherever you are, if you are listening to this podcast in India, please write to us. And just say, be it at MOW News on Twitter or be it at Movie MT Rushmore on Twitter or even be it at Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram. Just write to us and say, hey, I'm one of the guys who listens in India. We will shout you out because India is officially our highest listening country now, like by quite some way. So I know there's a lot of you out there. And, and superstar, spe- superstar spectacle is this Tuesday. Like, hit us up. Like, I, I, I can't. We couldn't talk about it because there isn't a card released. But I know Jinder's back. Like, guys, talk to us. We'll interact. All over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit us up if you're in India, or indeed if you're anywhere. But I, I never mention this on this podcast. I always say the movie Mount Rushmore. But yeah, hit us up. Find us on social. Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram. Ministry of Wrestling on Instagram. MOW News on Twitter. Movie Mount Rushmore on Twitter. Hit us up. We would love to hear from you and we'll shout you out, of course. 100%. 100%. Okay, guys. So that is everything. So until next week or tomorrow, if you go, I'm going to check out the movie Matt Rushmore. I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan. 
Shout out to all my Nico Holics. I am Double V, the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, Nico Leroux. Okay, guys, we're out. See ya. See ya. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.